73% of the brain and heart is crazy for you not to be drinking no water. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that should just motivate you to drink more water than what's needed. Yep, you're right. It's that time of the week again. Welcome back to Sporadic Mondays. You feel me? How y'all doing? What's going on? Listen, it's been, y'all been sticking with me for a while now. It's been about a month now. If I'm not mistaken, it's been maybe a little bit over a month to, to be exact. Like, I can't say about and then exact, right? It's been a little bit over a month. I appreciate y'all. I don't know if you paid attention to my Instagram post, but last week was the... So I posted this clip of the Psych Expansions podcast, right? Where I was talking about the psychology of language and how without context, things can be perceived differently or just taken out of context. So basically, I had posted a clip where I was talking about, yeah, yeah, I was talking about how the the phrase "all men are created equal" was actually created by slave owners, and it wasn't meant for African Americans or women. And I posted on YouTube, and I didn't pay attention to it the whole day, or maybe even. Anyways, when I came back to it, maybe like a day later, it was like at 1.9K views and it had 30 something comments under it. People were going crazy, telling me I was lying, telling me it wasn't, that wasn't true, provide the, provide the proof. So, you know what I did? Now I just be getting random information, just sending it out to y'all. So I gave them the article where I read it and it was an article from Stanford and a lot of them actually, when they read it, they actually deleted their comments. They actually deleted their comments. No apologies, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? It was so quick to tell me I was wrong and all this that and that I had no proof. I was lying. But when I showed them the article and they read it, it was like, whatever. Okay, whatever. And then a lot of people actually, like two people specifically, I actually got up under the post and dismissed my point of even and dismissed the point of the video and just went on to try to prove some other points that had nothing to do with it. Telling me I don't know the founding fathers started talking about George Washington. I'm just like, bro, you just are offended at this point. I can feel it, right? Like you're offended. You know what I'm saying? I wish better for you. So that was that. I don't want to put too much time and energy back into that. But today, what I do want to talk about is something that's very important that is, I feel is highly, it's highly forgotten by a lot of people. It's neglected a whole lot. People don't really, and it surprises me. It really surprises me, right? Is drinking water. A lot of people don't be drinking water like you're supposed to. A lot of people don't even, it's not even like you suppose, a lot of people just don't drink water. And the most common thing is, I hear is, it don't, it doesn't have a taste. Or, it's nasty. I'm like, at that point, honestly, it's like, how does it not have a taste if you drink it and you know it's water? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not, how does it not have a taste if you can drink it and know it's water? I don't know. But I'm going to talk about water today, right? 
So I found this article in Fortune by Rachel Ellis, right? And uh, basically she was talking about how much we need to consume water because how our body works off of it, how much of our body is made up of water and whatnot. You know, so it said water is essential for maintaining the balance of bodily fluids, which helps regulate important processes like digesting. Drinking water can help maintain healthy kidney function by flushing out waste products, blood circulation, body temperature. For example, right? So let's just say I'm outside getting my little workout in. You feel me? I'm getting my workout in. I'm mm, sweating real good. Hot outside. I got them fluids coming out of me. I need to replenish my body. I need to drink water. A lot of times, a lot of people don't drink water. They go outside and do some type of exercise or whatnot. They feel dehydrated. They get dehydrated because they're not drinking enough. Cause fatigueness, headaches, and dizziness. It's just like you have to drink. I don't understand. I really don't understand. It's not to shame anybody, right? It's really not to shame anybody. I'm just trying to bring awareness. This is a judge-free zone, right? We're not judging nobody, but it's just I just don't understand. I I can maybe go. I don't even know if I can. I could probably go a day without drinking water, right? I probably I don't know. I probably could go a day without drinking water. But that next day I gotta have some water. But I know people that go days without drinking water they may even go the whole week without any water i don't even know how that works is it because like other the base of other drinks are from water so they have like your body extracts that i don't really know how that works um if your body is not absorbing the water taking in that water it's just taking in all the sugars and whatnot from the other drinks that you drink i probably should look into that more but a whole week without water Imagine your husband or your wife going to the bathroom, taking a pee, and you going in there after her because you got to pee too. You got to use the bathroom too. And you just smell straight. Nah, I couldn't. Listen, drink your water. Drink your water. Not only is water to help you with those things, water helps you maintain healthy skin. A lot of y'all be out here looking dry and flaky. You got to maintain healthy skin. You got to drink your water. Like, you helping the, you, you speeding up your age process, please. Listen, can, water can also help students. It can help someone at work. Maybe you need to focus on a task. A study shows, I got to go back. I forgot to cite it. But study shows drinking water can help you stay alert and focused. You know what I'm saying? The common rule to drinking water is, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's eight, eight cups of eight. I don't know. Let me get this right. Eight, eight ounces of water a day. But it, it can vary though, right? There's different things to, to, there's different variables to how much water you need to drink, right? Based on these new studies and whatnot. Researchers show that the recommended amount of water you need to drink is based on age, sex, and activity level. Right. So some of the, some of us may be more active than others and whatnot and let out more fluids. We need to rehydrate uh, life circumstances such as the hot and humid climate. Being pregnant or may also uh, affect your water needs. So there was this stat in here that says the National Academy of Science, Engineering and Medicine recommends an average daily water intake of about 125 ounces. That's about eight more for men. So it's probably around 16 cups 
eight ounce, 16 eight ounce cups of water for men during the day and about 91 ounces which is about three more cups for women right so women need to drink around about 11 11 cups of eight 11 eight ounce cups of water a day and men need to do about 16 right water intake from food can also contribute to your daily hydration such as foods like celery oranges strawberries watermelons or cucumbers right those things can contribute to your water intake as well and y'all also eating fresh fruit hey, i ain't gonna lie to you i love fruit i think my favorite fruit has to be i don't even want to say strawberry to be honest i feel like strawberries are overrated strawberries are definitely overrated a little bit just a little bit cucumbers are all right cucumbers are all right like celery smell like vodka to me for some reason i don't know maybe it's just me i, I don't know if anybody else feels like that let me know because i think it, it it may be just me but oranges is probably my favorite fruit oranges is probably my favorite and watermelon is good too what else let's see it says a study published in the journal of biology Bio biological chemistry in 2003 found that water makes up about 73 percent of the brain and heart 64 percent of the skin and 31 percent of the bones I'll read that stat to you again because I messed up on it. The study published in the Journal of Biological Chemistry in 2003 found that water makes up about 73% of the brain and heart. 73% of the brain and heart is crazy for you not to be drinking no water. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that should just motivate you to drink more water than what's needed. 64% uh, of the skin. 64% of the skin so you don't have that dry and flaky. You're not speeding up your age like the way you look. You know what I'm saying? When I go into the store nowadays, people always be like, you, you look younger than that. I need to see your ID. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Here you go. I take it as a compliment more than like a, ah, keep me young, Jesus. 64% of the skin and 31% of the bones to maintain healthy bones. You know what I'm saying? Drink your water. Drink water. Stay away from sodas and other sugary drinks, please. You know what I'm saying? I know we all give in at some point in time and we want to drink something with a little bit of sweet, right? But majority of your fluid intake needs to be water. There's this, there's this quote that I really liked. There's two of them. I'm going to read you both of them. The first one is by Leonardo da Vinci, right? Familiar name to some, may not be to others, but now you know something by him. Leonardo da Vinci has a quote that says, Water is the driving force of all nature. And for those who know, like, we come from this earth, so we are a part of nature, right? So water is the driving force of all nature. Pay attention. Uh, the next one, right, is real good, right? It's by Benjamin Franklin. It's by Benjamin Franklin, right? And it says that when the well is dry, we know the worth of the water. Amen, my brother. Listen, when the well is dry, we know... We know the worth of the water. Uh, if you ain't really got too much, drinking too much water, then your well is probably drying up. And we know how your insides is feeling. We know how you feeling. We know how your brain working, how your heart feeling, how your skin probably feeling. You know what I'm saying? Why your bones feel stiff and listen, consume that water. With all that being said, again, consume water, stay hydrated know your personal situations as far as if you're pregnant looking to see how much water you need to consume if you're out in the hot and sun see hot sun all day see how much water you need to consume as well another thing i want to get into so we all know 
since we're on this health thing today, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, uh, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for good health. So since we're on this health thing today, I want to talk about stress, right? During COVID, it forced a lot of people to go back home and create jobs where they were at home. It was remote jobs. I couldn't think of the word, but remote jobs, right? It's kind of like a hybrid, right? So there's this study that says that the new age, the new age of hybrid work has people stressed on both sides. Managers aren't sure if they can fully trust Managers aren't sure that they can fully trust remote workers are actually working. Meanwhile, employees are feeling constant pressure to always be on and ready to respond to every email notification within a moment's notice. Welcome to the world of productivity paranoia. Productivity paranoia is basically like where your boss is in a place and you're at home and he doesn't feel like you're doing as much work as you could be doing or should be doing or whatever the case may be right so it it goes on to say defined by microsoft as a scenario where leaders fear that lost productivity is due to employees not working even though hours work numbers of meetings and other activity metrics have increased which doesn't it, that doesn't really make too much sense to me if the hours worked the number of meetings and other activity metrics have increased like why why pressure somebody you feel me like i don't do you just want me to just be a robot in a sense that's what it sounds like right it sounds like you just want me to be a robot right every single moment that i'm on the clock i should be working you don't want me to look off into my house and tell my kitten or my dog to sit down it should all be revolved around work what it sounds like to me at least it goes on to say Productivity paranoia is most commonly found in remote or hybrid work environments. Of course, that makes sense because if you're at work, they're going to be on your ass anyway. Productivity paranoia is so prevalent that companies have invested expenses. To, companies have invested in expenses ranging from what? It gave a number. I can't find the number. Anyways, it says they they are buying tracking software, surveillance cameras, GPS data. To monitor employees' whereabouts and activities, time online. That is crazy. Surveillance cameras, activities that monitor where you're at. Like what? I don't know. It sounds a bit extreme to me. Sounds a bit extreme to me. With 97% of business leaders surveyed believing such software has increased workers' productivity. Of course, like it can't look away. Like it's not even like they weren't getting the work done in the first place. You just want them to do more than what what you're even good with. Like it's definitely given. I want you to be a robot. That's what it's given. And I am not robot. Oh yeah, it goes on to say. But keeping such close track of employees comes with another cost. Those who are monitored tend to be less loyal and more distrustful of their employees. I would be too. I'd be like, why are you on my back? Quit breathing on my neck. As a result, productivity paranoia also creates a work environment where people are constantly stressed and on edge. I could see that. I could see that. So here are some things that they say that management and employees can do to deal with the situation better. So for managers, it says implement and enforce boundaries when it comes to how your team works. Okay, I can see you need to 
I guess that makes sense, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna let them be home and work from home, if you give them a number and they meet that number, it shouldn't be a problem. Set clear expectations for work hours and non-work hours. Foster a collaborative workplace culture. Lead by example and abiding by work and life balance. Provide employees with the resources they need to succeed. Understand that everyone organizes their workflows differently. That makes a whole lot of sense. You got to, yeah, management, you got to get your shit together. So here's some for employees, right? It says compartmentalize work and personal time. Yes, you should definitely be doing that. Don't, just because you at home don't mean you can be on the phone. I'm on, Yeah, on the phone cooking or on the phone and eating. I've had that happen to me once. He was like, I'm sorry, I'm eating dinner. Like, bro, I'm trying to get something done. I ain't trying to be on this phone with you. Take micro breaks to recover from work and replenish energy. Communicate clearly when you're away from your computer. Clearly communicate your work hours and when you will begin, when you will be logging off for the day. Make that clear. I'm getting off at this time and then get off at that time. Use your calendars and Slack statuses effectively. So the article emphasizes that work Workplace culture plays a crucial role in fostering trust and psychological safety among employees. It has another one that says, to mitigate productivity paranoia, the article suggests that managers set clear expectations, foster collaborative workplace culture, and provide employees with the resources they need to succeed. Yes, we already read that. There is a quote by Anne McCulley, former CEO of Xerox, right? And it goes, Employees who believe that management is concerned about them as a whole person and not just an employee are more productive, more satisfied, and more fulfilled. Satisfied employees means satisfied customers, which leads to profitability. I'll read that again. Employees who believe that management is concerned about them as a whole person and not just a, an employee, not just a number. You don't just see me as like this little pawn that doesn't matter like you're not seeing me as replaceable right even though i may be you're not just okay if you don't do this i'm gonna replace. see me as a person think about how i feel because you was once here and if not then you know good for you you're fortunate and whatnot but think about my feelings too right as a person not just an employee are more productive more satisfied and more fulfilled satisfied employees means satisfied customers which lead to profitability at Quote is by Ann McCauley, former CEO of Xerox. Listen, health is wealth. Health is wealth. Say that with me one time, please. Health is wealth. Do not risk your health for your business. Exercise, eat healthy. Listen, okay. Now I gotta say eat healthy because if I say good, I know how all y'all gonna be like, them crab legs good. That baconator with the fried chicken and cheese, that's good. Now listen. Exercise, drink water, eat healthy, drink water, build wealth, drink water. You know what I'm saying? Listen, with all that being said, make sure to give your feedback in the comments. DM us at the Psych Expansion Podcast on Instagram or email us at the Psych Expansion Podcast. You feel what I'm saying? Love y'all. This has been today's episode of Sporadic Mondays, ladies and gentlemen. Hasta la próxima vez. I'm out.